Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Houston is all systems go. We love our You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerlide. Roger Clemens joining us this morning. Unfortunately, we couldn't get him yesterday because phones, because that, because technology. But we have him today right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Roger, welcome in. How you doing? Good morning, man. How about that? Okay, let's start with Christian Javier, or excuse me, with Jose Urquidy and what he did after an average season at best for Jose Urquidy. Just another guy like Jose Abreu did not have a great year, but they step up in the postseason, Roger. It's a different deal when you can perform at the highest level under this kind of pressure. Yeah, large march. I mean, he was a strike thrower. So that's just another weapon now. And now that Dusty sat back and watched it, uh, he's going to have a ton of confidence to, to get him out there again. I mean, he, like I said, he's a strike thrower. So, and he did just that, you know, having having that time off. But, uh, you know, the defense. We talked about defense and pitching. I'll keep harping on it. I mean, Pena's the double play. You know, that settled that down that game down immediately. Bregman made a fantastic backhand play. Uh, you know those are big for pitchers, man. They give you they give you momentum, and you keep you keep attacking the strike zone, which is going to be important for this series because this series is going to be like. Uh, I think the most difficult thing to do is when you're a starter and you face the team at home, and four days later you start against them at third place on the road. So there's, I, I would think, uh, you know, a situation like this is similar to uh, back in the day when I faced. A Cal Ripken or George Brett, when they come to the plate, we face each other over 100 at bats, and there's nothing. There's nothing in my windup or my pitch uh, selection that they haven't seen. I've seen their three or four different batting stances. Um, so you know it's going to be game on. The Rangers. What the Rangers do? The Rangers scored. Uh, I don't know what the time off is going to do for either team. You know, everybody has to sit back and watch that, but. Um, I think the Rangers scored 21 runs in their in their three game uh, sweep. So, um, you know, the middle of their lineup's pretty solid too right now. But uh, I still think obviously the advantage is uh, our bullpen, Astros bullpen. Well, I got oh, yeah, to follow huge. up on Large Marge. First of all, Large Marge reference to the Pee Wee Herman uh, shout. You know, R.I.P. Pee Wee. Does Large Marge mean a guy came up big, like has has the big ones and came up big, or does it refer to the ability? to just air out the strike zone and hit it wherever you want. What is large margin? You're, I've heard you say this before. What does large margin mean? Well, it, it, it pertains to what he was able to do coming out, which really nobody knew how, you know, he, he said all the right things. He, see, he seemed confident. He, he was appreciative of the opportunity, and he went out there and performed. But what it does now is you can, you can fire him in there again. And, 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 and hopefully somebody, you know, like I said, just like the announcers or anybody else, everybody's like, if you go five innings, it's a wow. That's a wow factor right now. I mean, for us, it was for us back in the day. You know, and again, I hate hate saying that, but you know, our deal was to get to the seventh, maybe the eighth, and start eating out. So then you could bring in Presley, and he only has to get three or four outs. You see a guy come in 
in the eighth and get four monster outs for us. We had, you know, you know, I had uh, wonderful closers over my 24 years. You know, nobody like Rivera, but Mariano. When I I started laboring, uh, you know, I sit there and tell my pitching coach our little deal was now I'm going to eat outs for you. Let me. I know I'm laboring a little bit. Give me the eye and heart test with all the stuff with the analytics these days. But give me an eye and a heart test. Ask me how I'm feeling. I feel like I can start eating. So now I'm on the mound, and I'm warming up. I know if the first guy gets on, I'm out of there. So it makes it a little more intense for me to get going, get a punch out, a ground ball, fly ball, whatever it is. Now there's only four outs to get. And they're keating. Now you can you can count on it. You know, he, he's a strike thrower. But uh, both lineups know, you know, all the pitching staff. Maldi's going to be back there, which he did another fantastic job. I've told you guys before, there's – the, the aggressiveness of the, the Astros hitters needs to stay, stay the same because there's no fastball counts. when you It seems like a lot of these guys, you watch how many guys get the 3-2 in the count to throw a breaking ball. Yeah. It's amazing. Even the guys that throw 98 to 100, right. they get 3-2 and two and they throw a friggin' breaking ball. Carlos was talking about that after the game, that they were pitching, pitching backwards, and it was in large part because of Maldonado. Yeah, but they've done that for a long time. Yeah. They're not yeah. – like, that's what they do. Yeah. It's it's almost every pitcher will – not afraid to throw breaking no. pitches on three, two a, counts. A couple of things there, Roger. First of all, I saw you retweet when George Kirby said, you know, I was at 90 pitches and I shouldn't have been in the game. Can, can you even imagine saying something like that when you were I, – I didn't want to go back out there for that inning because I was already at 90 pitches? Yeah, it was, in, it was incredible. But, again, it's a, it's, a, it's a product of how they're bringing the guys up in the minor leagues. And it has to do, again, with these analytics. Like he said, he was at nine. I think he said he was at 91 pitches. <laughs> and, <laughs> can uh, you imagine? Yeah. So I mean, I'm, you know, you, especially when you're in a in a pennant, pennant run and stuff like that. There's just still a, a few uh, a few throwbacks too. And, and you know what? Hey, I haven't heard. I don't know if you guys. I see that Scherzer's throwing bullpens right now. Yeah, he's a throwback guy. But you know, you're going to have to watch him being. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if he'll come out of the bullpen if he'll start a game. Um, Valdi, you know, he's 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 tough. He attacks. So. Um, the guy you hope get in there right now, and I've watched him over his career, is Chapman. Man, he can't throw a strike right now. Yeah. So you, you, I, I'm going to be surprised if Boach uh, brings him, you know, gets him in any kind of crucial situation. Back to something you said. Okay, um, the, in in your head, did you have a guy that was in your your, your face? You face you, you just talk about facing Cal Ripken and and uh, uh, other guys, whoever whoever it is, George Brett. George whatever. Brett, he was yeah. pretty good. So. Yeah, so are bad. the Astros in the Rangers' head right, after scoring 39 runs in three games up there? Do they, are the Astros at all in the Rangers' head? And if they are, what do you do as a pitcher when a guy is in your head? Yeah, I, I, uh, the pitcher part of it, yeah. I think, again, like I said, there's so much. There's, there's, there's not a lot of unknown with, uh, you know, how you expect to work, guys. And, uh, again, I think Maldi will pitch – their, their hitters, um, similar like he has. You got to you got to know your pitcher though. If his stuff is on, you got to go with your guy. And, and, and uh, you know, I come out of the bullpen. I've had, you know, you have some terrible warmups in the bullpen, but once you come out and get on that main mound in front of the the fans and the lights being bright, as they say, uh, you can get going pretty good. There, there's there's there was more than two handful of times where I warmed up with Awesomeness, and Awesomeness gave me that funny look coming out of the bullpen. I said, just stay with me. Let me get down the main mound in front of our fans, and and uh, here we go. Their energy, and and uh, so, but 
again, yeah, the the, the what the Astros did to the Rangers uh, the last time they matched up was was uh, incredible. So those guys are going to have to, you know, they're they're thinking about it, no doubt about. Oh, when, so when it comes to a series like this, and you're going to pitch like where you would have pitched, you'd probably face a team twice. You'd probably face the hitters maybe as much as six times in the order over two games. Um, do you go back so your ski? So what's going to happen is Justin Verlander will work with with how much input does he have? Does he have a day where he and let's say Josh Miller, the pitching coach, and Bill Murphy, the two pitching coaches, and Maldonado, are they going to? You, you have all the data there for all the different hitters. Do you go back to how you have pitched them? Do you go back to data that you have? on how you've pitched those guys throughout the year so you know what they're expecting. Like, Can you take us through the what it's like to prepare for a series like this as a pitcher when it comes to the you know, the schematics of it, along with the pitching coach and the catcher? Well, okay, so take JV, for example. He'll wake up in the morning. He'll know the lineup. He'll know if, there's, if they've, they've stuck anybody else in there that he, that he really doesn't know, but he, he knows this lineup. He's faced them enough, and more importantly, Maldi knows JV and the lineup. And so he'll notice it, you know, you'll notice right away with JV if he's got 95 in the upper part of the zone and it has that late life where his arm's feeling good, uh, even with this layoff. I'm sure he's thrown a couple uh, small, um, uh, you know, quality bullpens, not quantity, but quality bullpens to keep his arm, you know, with that quick, you know, those quick muscles firing. But you'll look for that and you'll look for the depth of his curveball. If it's really sharp and it's snapping, they'll they'll recognize that right out of the gate, and it's just like any of us, any of the um, you know your main starters, you 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 want to get them backing up bases early. You want to get on them early if you can. If, again, the first three innings, what we look at, um, I always look at <clears throat> if my team scores and I'm down under the tunnel and I know my guys just put up one or two, I have to go out and get the leadoff guy. I have to throw a zero right there. It's a momentum getter get my guys back in the dugout. The first and fourth innings are super important because obviously the first inning you're trying to get momentum. If my team was struggling, I would try and go out. I would warm up a little bit longer and try and punch a couple guys out in the first inning to get the momentum going. The fourth inning is super important because you're facing the middle of the lineup a second time. They've seen you again. And and in this situation, they've seen you again, again, and again because they this, these two teams know each other very well. So, uh it could get into a little bit of a chess match. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on. And then I'll look to see when guys get on base if they're going to put pressure on the defense and run a little bit more. So um, it's just, you know, you just sit back and say, okay, you know, it's no. Uh, again, guys, the thing that I look at is when I face a, maybe a younger team. And uh, back in the day, like a Pittsburgh or Minnesota, back when they were young and everybody had one or two years in the league. They came after me like, I mean, they were tying their shoes in the locker room getting ready to swing. <laughs> and so I had to go quality fastball, and then I start split, split, back-to-back splits to slow, their, to slow their game up a little bit, if you will, to slow them down and make them settle in. Then we had a real game where guys were taking borderline pitches, and they weren't so aggressive. Roger Clemens brought to you by John Daspit right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We really appreciate John Daspit for uh you know bringing us just quality uh you don't you don't you don't hear this anywhere else so Roger Clemens talking baseball let's talk Lance and I were talking about a little while ago Roger about about getting to their bullpen because their bullpen is terrible and do you do you get less regret do you want to see Evaldi or Montgomery throwing more pitches so do you get more selective 
as a hitter, or do you stay aggressive and you know maybe maybe go after that first pitch if you like it? Yeah, our, you know we've got two or three guys on the lineup for, for for our Astros that are going to just be aggressive. Uh, I'm going to be as curious as you guys and everybody listening how uh, you know they're going to pitch Jordan in certain situations. So, but Evaldi Montgomery, uh, I think the third Haney is their other one. Um, good arms, but uh, if they don't execute and and hopefully the layoff won't uh, have anybody dragging you know through their first at bat through the lineup a little bit and they're not seeing a a super live arm. Um, uh, you know, again, it, I, I just I think the guys are going to pretty much stay with their game plan. And you're right if they if they can jump on some guys and get them out of there by the fourth inning, get to the bullpen, it's sh- you know they should be in a really in in the driver's seat, I guess you would say. Yeah, no, it'd be a big advantage to get out, get them out of the game. And 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 what do what would you expect? Okay, so you're coming back like Scherzer hasn't pitched for so long, and what would you want to do if your Scherzer coming back? With this layoff and not having a rehab start, not just going cold out there now. Yeah, I'm not so sure you don't bring him in a, in a matchup problem instead of starting for two innings. Uh, again, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm talking. I'm talking with not uh, a lot of information other than uh, seeing that he is throwing some bullpen. So, uh, again, pitch. You can throw all the little minor league starts you want or simulated games you want when you get in a big league game and. And it's game game on. Uh, it, it's a whole different feel to find out if you are really healthy or not. Yeah, this is. I tell you what, man. This is a, it's exciting, Roger, because this is, you know, from a the Yankees feel like the Astros' big rival, you know, rival in the American League right now. But this would be fantastic if this is, and this is the beginning of what is going to be, I think, a, a legitimate, real rivalry between these two teams, and it's in the same state and. You know the Astros have the mental edge. They've been there before. They've got players with the, you know, with that experience. Uh, Rangers don't have clearly as many. Astros just beat the brakes off of them in Arlington. But man, that's a red hot Ranger team. So this is it's really going to be a lot of fun uh, to watch and see how this develops. But let's let's face facts. At some point, the Astros have to become a better home team. I mean, they do have to be got a to. better home team. We hope it gets to the point where they, you know, I, I under, I, you know, uh, from what I understand. That if they can get past them, then uh, and, and the Phillies go, they, they the Phillies get the advantage again. But let's just hope we get to that point. But you're right. This is uh, this is some kind of special deal where you have uh, the Lone Star State rivalry here, and it's so cool. I have so many people in uh, the Dallas Arlington area. My wife Debbie was born in Arlington, and uh, there's some. Uh, I'm getting texts from golf pros up there from all the golf courses about if we come up and. And uh, they're they're fired up, so this is this is going to be fun. They want us, me and you. They want us to play up there when when we go up there. Um, this oh time. yeah, they want they want we. You know, I, I you know what, John the, uh, the I think the most important trivia that your your listeners don't know between you and I, we we have seven Cy Young awards. That's right, me and so you. Make sure you don't forget because I was right. the we when we were going to we were going to go up there and golf. You're right. When we me and you with our seven Cy Youngs <laughs> go up there, then we're gonna Absolutely. then we're gonna play some so, golf. Absolutely. Throw an MVP while you're at it. <laughs> you know what? Hey, yeah. congrats, John. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. No, no, no. Congratulations yeah. on that. Anybody I remember when John had 20 one. strikeouts Anybody. against – I remember when John struck out – well, I can't remember if it was you or John struck out 20 against the Mariners, but 
We did, but we, anybody can do that once also. Did one time. Yeah. yeah. One time. That's not our greatest I mean, accomplishment. While we're, while we're looking in the media guy, let's just go get just get deep in there. <laughs> yeah. I had your rookie. And I, I said I was throwing what? the bullpen. <laughs> I said I was throwing the bullpen to get ready just in case, you know, you have one of those 18-inning games where I'm the lone ranger out there. Right. You, no, no, no. You might be. Yeah. I was out there watching paint dry, and next thing you know, I'm in this frigging game. <laughs> no, right, 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 no. Were you, were you a rookie in 85, Roger? 84. 84. Okay, so it's the 85 card, though. So I have your rookie card. I do not have John's rookie card. No. Um, well, I do have Roger's rookie deeper, card. Go a little deeper. You'll find it. Yeah. He's, blowing, he's, blowing, he's blowing a bubble. I think the bubble burst on his face. <laughs> You'll see it. <laughs> thank, thank you a thank. lot. Hey, John Daspin, I want to give you a second yeah. thank you for bringing Roger on to just waylay John here in the last minute and a half. Well, we will hear from Roger on Monday because we got a Sunday night game. We'll hear from him on Tuesday because he's going to continue to join us right here on ESPN 97.5. Hey, way to go, guys, on paying your bill so I could actually call in today. We're, we're excited about it. Was it was a too, little Roger. late, and yeah, no AT&T idea. just shut us down for some whatever, whatever I know it. AT&T. I know it. You want your money. Uh, Roger, as always, we appreciate it, man. Let's go. It'll, this is what a great, great weekend this is going to be. Between, I got a question for you, though. When the Astros play the Yankees, how do you how do you go about that one? How, how I mean, you got on, on – both of those, it's, it's cake. I go down to the stadium. I sign. Uh, I sign all the stuff for both teams, and I wish them well. And I get out of there, and I come home watching on. Watch TV. on TV, and then nobody. Yeah. Knows. It's got to be tough for you. It's, it's got to be tough. It's cake. I, get, I get out of there. You got good. Good job. Uh, Roger Clemens with us here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Uh, Roger, as always, we appreciate it, man. Thanks. All right, boys. Peace. Uh, all right, uh, me and him, seven Cy Youngs, and that's impressive. That is impressive. I'm telling you, I worked hard for that, too. An MVP that, that people don't talk about enough Yeah, between you, you, you guys? You need to yeah, talk about you all, I think you, you're missing something that you should have mentioned between you and Roger, a mug award, too, as well. Yeah, oh, just, you could have, yeah. So, also, did Houston, you get one or did I, did I get one? You, I think it was you. It was me? And also, you remember you, I uh, Houston. Did I get you, a mug award? I think yeah, so. you I and Roger Clemens were... Uh, you both have, uh, you know, between the two of you, there is a, a Houston Press Best uh, Radio Show Award, too. Yeah, right. Uh, between me, you, and Roger, yeah. which is good that uh, between all of us, an MVP, a Houston Press Award, uh, seven Cy Youngs, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a first-place finish in a prime. I, I think between all of us, I there was, was a I first, made, uh, we made first or second place. Between we us, chopped. we made the playoffs in a fantasy football last year. Yep. Okay. Yep. Between a the chop, two of us. There was a, probably a chop at a table also uh, uh, in, a, in a poker tournament. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, between us, we've got a lot of accolades. Yeah. A lot of accolades. The story Andy Pettit in there, too. The numbers just get even higher. Yeah. No. Let's. Uh, why don't you talk about John Daspit? Why don't I talk about Daspit? Yeah, speaking of accolades, John Daspit's the one who brings Roger Clemens to us. Uh, every single week, he makes a donation to Rogers. Roger has a great foundation. And, you know, something that Daspit does is Daspit's, I've talked about him with NIL. I've been involved with him with the NIL stuff. Um, he's done things with University of Texas, University of Houston. Those are the two schools that he went to. I know he's working with uh, A&M on something. He's done Arkansas and, and Georgia. He's got offices that he's expanding his empire, so to speak. Um, but, you may not see him. You know, his TV commercials that he has are really good quality commercials. 
Uh, he's not somebody who's trying to hit you with bricks and throw fire on you and all that stuff. He's just a guy who's out there trying to, there's no gimmicks really. There's just hard work that if, if hard work is a gimmick, okay, I guess, but John and his lawyers are going to work really hard from you from jump street. And they are going to do what it takes to get all the information necessary so that they get you compensated for your injuries. He's a personal injury lawyer who is the best in Texas. He's expanding outside of Texas, but his, his home base is still right here in Texas, right here in the Houston area and, and points, you know, Northwest, East and South. And he is going to fight for you, whether it's uh, an accident on the roadways at work, uh, offshore, the maritime accidents. It really doesn't matter. John Daspit's the guy who has the best understanding and will get you the biggest settlements. It's John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's D-A-S-P-I-T law.com or call 713-CALL-NOW. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. So me and Raj are going to go. I don't think he, I don't know. I think he was, I don't know if he wants to go play golf with me up there in, in Dallas area. I don't know. I didn't get a lot of calls from golf pros up there about coming up and playing. Well, Sonny said come play his course. It's a disc golf. No, he said another one. He no, said he both. said you want to break chains with you. No, he said, and I, we can break chains at this park. He had two different parks. Yeah, I know, but I don't. One of them was a real golf course. Oh, it was a real golf course? Yeah, and the other one was a golf course I, that you played. Well, really, so, so who's going to get better golf courses, SMU Sonny or Roger Clemens? Let's take a guess. SMU Sonny's a golf pro. He's not a golf pro? Yes, he is. That's his course. What are you talking about? He's a golf He's pro. He's a disc golfer. No, he plays. He's a golf pro. He played in the Texas Amateur Championship. We met him when he was down here. Meet the team, John. SMU Sonny? Yes. I don't believe you. He, he shot plays a 68. Disc, he plays disc golf. He no, plays disc SMU Sonny is a golf pro. You're lying. You're saying, I know. This, whole this thing is, is a lie. lie. This whole thing. That's my acting. No, I went to the Alley Theater. Oh, I saw no, acting. I'm like, what that do? looks like something I could do. No. Act? It looks like something I have. You to would actually. be emoting, which did you is see? a ham. It was just hamming it up. Did you see what I just did, though? I fooled you, and you're like, oh, what? You didn't fool him, though. No. I did fool him. No, you didn't. He tried to keep up the facade of no. of, of being cynical. <laughs> there was no facade. The, the, the facade of cynicism. is not going to get on the, the same courses that cynicism. Roger Clemens is going to get on. Yeah. Period. I think you believe in he was a golf pro. No. But playing, uh, we're playing Wildcat today with all the West Virginia people. By the way, Chase is listening. And sorry, Chase, uh, you were <laughs> – that was – so it was the exact opposite of Brad Lidge last night. Last night was the exact opposite of Brad Lidge where it's euphoria. I guess this that was West Virginia's Brad Lidge moment. Mm-hmm. Euphoria going to the World Series – Brad Lidge on the mound, Albert Pujols at the plate, and boom, and then it's over. And then it the, that was the biggest moment of euphoria to despondence that I've ever been a part of, I've ever seen. I've never seen a place as loud and as quiet 
from one minute to the next as that moment. And then it was the exact opposite last night at TDECU Stadium. Despondent, 12 seconds left in the game. You know, it was huge, and it's been brought up a couple of times on Twitter, was the personal foul mm-hmm. where they had to kick off from their own 20. Yeah, gave you the chance. Gave you the chance. It gave you the chance for a play and a play. Because you brought the ball back, three seconds used up on an out, and then threw the ball, Donovan threw the ball down the field and got the uh, Hail Mary. And I, I'm going to be with a bunch of West Virginia people, the Dublund and Canstead guys, Wayne and Chase, taking us all out to Wildcat today to play. Do they know that you said that West Virginia has to go back to their houses on stilts and wheels? They don't. They know that now. Maybe they weren't up before, but now they know it. Thank you. Well, you did say it. You can't run from it. Hey, the, you can always pay your your own. Uh, that's terrible. Your own fee at the I golf course. The problem course with now? John is he's the worst person to to well for many reasons but specifically because he doesn't really have a an affiliation with the team he goes in and out depending on who he knows so nothing really hurts him like the west virginia people are devastated today about what happened yeah, i mean they're grown men so they'll get over it at some point yeah. but it's but john's gonna come in strolling in like yeah i know i know coach dana so i root for the cougs and ha 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 look what happened to you and they could say anything to him if, if dana would have lost last night they could say something to john john like whatever I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for golf. Wait. So I want to ask you this. I know. I think it's come up on the show before. Um, we gotta to get to a break. We we were late going on that one. So, are you the guy? I know I've asked you this before. I don't remember your answer. Are you the guy that will text or call a friend after a difficult, like right after a difficult loss, or do you have the common courtesy of going, "All right, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave him alone right now." I no. I leave him alone. I I like to. I, I even left Ella alone after. The Miami thing. Well, the thing with but that, but then as soon as he walks in on Monday morning, crushing. But okay. you can't crush yeah. me because Chris Ball. I've I know who Chris Ball is. I'm no, that hurt, Dell. It hurt you. Don't no, act like it hurt your. Can I expect you to lose that one? I, it's not expected to lose, but mm-hmm. I know who Chris Ball is, so I expect one of those to happen. I'd expect that one at the time, of course, because who does? But it's I'm out on Chris Ball, so I have less hope than usual. So when that happens, I'm out. I'm done. But thirty minutes later, I'm over it because. He is who he is. If it was a coach I really believed in, it would no, really hurt. No, but more. I really enjoyed you, uh, your misery. Well, actually. who do you? This is the problem. He doesn't person. really root for anyone, so there's nothing person. that hurts him. Yeah. So LSU loses whatever. Knox, that's my that's my wife's team. Knox whatever. College losses really hit me hard. That's not true. Um. So I don't even know if yeah they, he, doesn't, he doesn't know when they play if they still have a team. Care. He doesn't know. Don't care. So he's a problem. He can he can float in and out of taking shots. At yeah, people, I don't care about and anybody. nothing happens to him. I'm like you only with college football. Well, yeah. Joe Burrow played bad. No, ooh, yeah, ooh. don't say it. That's don't true. This he, has been a tough time for him until even yeah. last week. Yeah. Well, uh, you don't get to play the Cardinals every week. That's true. I'll tell you this. Well, I'm talk- Chase is, is texting me. He says, listen, I'm on te- I'm Team Dana. I really enjoyed Dana winning last night. So, you know what? And a lot of the West Virginia yeah, people. Yeah, but he didn't a lot go of West, West Virginia, Virginia. No, but a lot of West Virginia feel the same way. They really still like Dana. They really to, liked Dana. He there. went to HBU. Even though Dana left them, they yeah. weren't. They Even Wayne, see- who went to West Virginia and is, on, is in their Hall of Fame, he is knows, a Dana fan. But he knows Dana. Right, right, I right. I think people who don't have drinks with Dana – who are West Virginia fans? A lot of them because no, 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 he no. left them for a school that wasn't even a that wasn't I'll even a Power this, Five school. No, but here's the deal: because I know they were honestly, salty when they're that not Neil Brown fans, though. Well, that may be the case. Yeah, yeah. and it, would they like to have Dana back? Yeah, a lot of them would. It, it was the administration that got rid of Dana, pretty much. That's why Dana left West Virginia. So if that administration, if 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 they brought 
I, I, it wouldn't hurt a lot of feelings if Dana didn't coach at U of H anymore and went back. It would not surprise me at all if Dana went back to West Virginia if if this doesn't work out here at University of Houston. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because they really like Dana in, at West Virginia. Well, you can. Go. Does he know his house is going to be on stilts if he goes back? He, yeah. No, he didn't have a house on. Does stilts. he have a house on wheels? Some also? people do. He did. Chase, let the record reflect. I never said that. I just said y'all couldn't evaluate quarterback talent. In West Virginia. Oh, see, you no, and you're a West Virginia. Hater. I didn't say you're a hater. I didn't say the people lived on wheels and stilts. <laughs> I never you said that. You just had a problem with David Stills. That's all. No, listen, you. We know what Morgantown is. Okay? What, what? What? What is it? <laughs> we know what. So it why is. would Dana want to go back there if he, he knows would, what it is? He wouldn't too. want to go back. He wants to stay here. But yeah, but you know, everybody's trying to, to drive him out. Well, so well, I yeah. mean, it last last night's potential loss wasn't going to help. People not no, to drive them out. Boy, you want to talk about a turnaround? Fourth and ten, you give that up? Oh no, God! Again, at Texas Tech last year, fourth and twenty. Oh my God, fourth and ten, and you give up a touchdown with twelve seconds left. Holy crap! Wow, is that bad? But it all worked out, didn't it? You know what else worked out? Give me the Vin.com. John Clay Wolf, he's awesome. John Clay Wolf is is super at what he does. John Clay Wolf is the best. If you're looking for the gra- a best a great way to get rid of that car. If you're looking to sell your vehicle, there's one place that you have to go, and that's GiveMeTheVin.com. If you're looking for the best way to sell your vehicle, this is where you have to go. You know why? Because John Clay Wolf is going to give you more for your car. He absolutely will. He's the best. John Clay Wolf gives more for the vehicles, sells more. He's a couple of weeks ago, a thousand cars at auction he sold. A thousand at one auction. So you're looking for a great way to. You know why he has he had a, a thousand cars to sell because he gives you more. People are selling him their their cars because why would you want less for your vehicle? It's a car, so you want the most for it. You know where you get that? Give me the vin.com. John Clay Wolf is awesome. He's going to buy it. He says if he can't beat if he can't beat CarMax, he's going to send you a hundred dollars. And he never sends out $100 because he's the best. You're looking for the best way to get rid of that vehicle. One place to go. Give me the VIN.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. I don't get it. You never know what you're going to get. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. Welcome back. Honey, I just got a text from Michael over at Pete's about he's right. It is going to be a beautiful weekend to, to grill outside. I had I, This is not, this is on my kids. This is how serious I'm about to say this. I had the best fajitas of my life. I told you this yesterday. Yeah. From from Pete's Fine Meats. They cut the they got the meat. They cut the meat. Yeah. It's all trimmed up. Extraordinarily tender. It's just, you know, basically steak. He seasoned he salt and peppered it. He seasoned it for me with seasoning uh, a marinade that I had never had before. Because usually I just go salt and pepper on it. And then vacuum sealed it. And I let it sit for about three, no, about four hours. And then I put it on the grill, just put it on real high heat, flames, all that stuff. It was the best, and maybe the best I've ever had. Really? 
No, I'm, I'm That's not. saying something. Like I said, on everything. Maybe the best I've ever had. That's awesome. So don't do not sleep on that. No. I mean, I go there for steaks and well, uh, and that's shrimp. the thing. So Michael had at Pete's. They have the steaks and they have the tri blend burger and they have wagyu and all of this stuff. And you're you went for a pork butt or something? Yeah, yeah. I'm Del, a pork. Well, all those meats? Well, no, no. Where no. are you on eating butt, Dell? No, I actually got picanha. I was going to go for the pork butt. I ended up getting picanha. What'd too. you say? Where are you on pork butt? All these meats, and he's eating pork butt. You yeah. got a problem with butts now? Uh, where are you on eating butt? Some people butt? think you're a butt guy. No. <laughs> you're such a you, child. We going to do that butt thing? Where, Remember that song that you introduced to the show? I just, you now, all of a sudden, you're going to pretend like you don't like butts? Well, do you want me to You want to ask that question one more time just to see if people didn't get what you were saying? Good. Go ahead. You want to do it again? No. Where okay. are you on pork butt? No, Where are you on pork said. butt? Pork of all the things to get from Michael, pork you're shoulder, pork, pork butt. butt. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to have some pulled pork. Yeah, no, I ain't doing that. Pork butt, pork shoulder. I'm just getting absolutely. I'm getting, I'm getting the good part, which is what <laughs> I don't know. Bacon ribs. Yeah. yeah, the hog is the hog is our most underrated animal. Yeah, pork chops. Oh my gosh, bacon. No, it's my. That's my go-to move. Pork chop is my. The hog move. is the greatest animal. To eat pork chops, bacon, Asperheel. I, I, I gotta tell you, it doesn't matter what Raheel thinks. Yeah, he don't, and the, there's a lot of people that don't eat any pig. They think pig well, is just bad. a filthy animal. It's too bad for them. I'm not living yeah. in a in a. I'm, I'm not, not living in Pulp Fiction. No, I'm not either. Here's what I'm living in: bacon, uh, pork chops. Yeah, I've got ribs. I've got pulled pork, the pork butt, the pork shoulder. Have you ever had? Have you ever had pickled pig's feet? Nope. My mom used to eat it. Pretty atrocious. good. Hog maw. I like to put a pork neck bone in my in my gravy. Bro, the pork, the uh, yeah, the yeah. neck bone, the and, neck bone. and, and yeah. you get some of the uh, the little pork pieces that you put in a like a, a stew or a chili or a soup or whatever makes yeah. it a whole lot better. Yep. Oh, the hog is a delicious treat forever. Yeah. Yeah. Whole hog, my man Patrick Fejus does a great uh, whole hog. He's known for, no, no, for being no. a whole hog guy. Yeah, my brother-in-law used to put it the whole the pig skill on now. there, and it, t- it takes eight hours. It to takes cook. the skill. Well, I had one at Uncle Freddy's one time. He had what, and I can't remember what it's called. It's the Cuban way of cooking the hog, where you put the heat, you bury the hog usually, and it's you got heat on the bottom, heat on the top. That's it's the Cuban it's crisp, way of doing that crispy it. Crispy skin oh, is the best. Crispy skin, yeah. man. Yeah. I may have to go to Fejus today. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so this is a great weekend to barbecue and watch your games. Okay? It really is. Out on your Texas today, custom patio. Now, today, oh. Okay. Today is, oh, it's are today. you happy? Oh, no, it's not. Are you happy about today? Man, it's got to make you excited. We get into the 90s again. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you yeah, you no, finally no, no. get out of this, this horrific 70s and low wow. 80s weather, and we get to a So we go to Wildcat and we play golf. That's what we so do. So it'll be 91 today, yeah. but yeah. it cools down and we get to the 50s. So it's only one day. We just get one reminder like, hey. Let's take a look. My poverty app. You know what? This is like. Uh, Today, 88. What are you talking about? So 90? like this. You know how you. You're such a. You know this? No, I don't. No one can trust your app. You're such we a hater. We have to hater. look at a real app that people have to. 88. Pay. Hi. Thank your you. Good night. Your app has been terrible forever. Okay. What about this? Whenever you have this, when somebody like used to see the bullies in school did that to uh, you to see if you flinch, they would pop their chest out and their arms real fast like, boy, I don't know. That's what 91 is today. If it gets to 90, it's just a reminder from the weather like, I could 
you up if I wanted to. Girl, I could you up if I wanted to. I'm scared of ninety. Are you though? John was. It was literally seventy, and you were talking about how freezing you were, and that you were close to death. Yeah, I was close to death. You were worried about hypothermia. You know what I don't need? Not to know what the weather is. When I go out in the summer, I know it's going to be hot. I wake up every morning. I know it's going to be great out to go play golf. That's not great. So now you, you just now like I got to worry about weather. about cold, not being able to it's go. Not cold. I, I almost had Carpath only the other day because of rain. Almost had Carpath only. Man of the people. So you can't. That's something that the man of the people doesn't the month, say. As the, I almost had cart path only. Yeah. So the summer allows you to know that it's going to be the, the same temperature all the time. What, fall can't do that for you, too? You can't tell it's going to be a little cooler today. I can adjust. That doesn't work for you? That doesn't work for me. Huh. Not, a, not in the least. I don't want to be cold. I might be cold today. Sorry. So 70 degrees is cold to you. Yeah. 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 Did you see Russell Wilson? That's because you don't do any outside work. That's why I think. No, I don't do any outside work. People who actually work outside are like 70s. Great. No. Um, I don't don't need that in my life. I need 90, 95. I'm fine with it. Did you see Russell Wilson? I mean, is he? Listen, is there anybody that's gotten that that over... that overspoke more than Sean Payton this offseason. This is why you got, man, stay humble, Sean. Yeah. He came in there trying to pump up Russell. I think a lot of what he said was trying to to elevate yeah. Russell. But then he also said Russell, like he also made a comment that, that Russell wasn't like, he kind of got after Russell before the season started as well. And I think he was trying to motivate Russell Wilson. The thing is, Russell may just not have it anymore. I just think mentally, I, I think playing with, you know, you had a you had a situation where uh, you had a head coach who's easy going. You played off schedule a lot, out of structure. Russell made plays, and then you had Nathaniel Hackett, who was an in structure guy. You have Sean Payton, who's an in structure uh, in structure guy. I mean, they don't just let you free wheel and do whatever you want. Does yeah. Sean Payton Most have don't. it anymore? What's that? Does Sean Payton have it anymore? Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe without Drew Brees, he doesn't. He doesn't. Well, and, and speaking of which, I mean, it has been embarrassing. Bobby for him. Slowick, how about this? How about this? The the adjustment that CJ talking about CJ Stroud talking about the adjustment that they made with Dalton Schultz to win they that that score that touchdown to give the go ahead touchdown. You're that's a rookie. You say okay, Sean Payton. I ain't he don't want no and we ain't improvising here. We're gonna go by the playbook and and do what uh, we we want. I want you to do. Listen to Bobby Slowick talking about how. They changed that route to set up. To, they set up that route to make a, what we thought could have been a game-winning play late in that football game, and trusting CJ, a rookie, making his fifth ever start in the NFL. I've referenced this before. All conversations with CJ because of the preparation, how much study and work he puts in, are very easy, very fast. So, kind of how we got to that last touchdown was we had ran a concept a couple times in the game and we saw a hole there and we had a we had a route in the game that to take advantage of it but it was out of a different formation and and a little bit of a different look with a different guy on it then we had kind of been talking on the sideline and cj was comfortable with you know he had thrown it during the week he was comfortable with trying to give it a shot with dalton and dalton's probably the one guy on the team i would trust to be able to go out and execute something like that you know watching someone else do it and uh you know, we, we have a lot of trust in each other. If we're confident in being able to do it, I, I have no issue going out and getting something like that done when we had a rep during the week. Now, Dalton ran a filthy route, filthy route. 
Like it was awesome. <laughs> I love that. But that you can with a rookie. Do you think other rookies are doing that? No, and I watched that play. Um, so I went and watched all of C.J. Stroud's throws, and and so they had run a, a route combination similar from that from that bunch formation, and he went underneath. Uh, you know, it's like a little over route from. Uh, um, it's like a little over route. Well, not really an over route, but I don't know what the route would technically be called that he ran in the up and in the middle of the field like that. Uh, I'm talking about Schultz. Mm-hmm. And then you had a little a little hook route from uh, underneath from, I think it was Mechie or Woods and out of that same bunch formation. And they ran a very similar, they've ran a very similar route concept on that play. Only this time he gave a little stem move inside and the safety dove down on it and he went over the top. The fact that they had seen that on tape, or that they had seen that on pictures on the sideline, the fact that they had made that adjustment, uh, that they knew they could attack over the top of a diving safety, what a smart, smart play, man. This is why Bucky Brooks and I, it'll come out today, uh, move the sticks. I was on with Bucky Brooks. I spent a lot of time talking Texans. We spent a lot of time talking Texans. By the way, I repped the Astros, too, with the L.A. Dodger fans. So he he had to hate it, but there's nothing they could do. I just said, look. I said, I've got time. He said, thanks for coming on. I know DJ. I said, I, I got time until Sunday. I mean, we don't, Astros don't play till Sunday, so I got some free time. Yeah, and what are you guys doing? I said, I know you guys. They got all kinds are, of free time. Yeah, now. I said, I, I know you've got free time. Yeah. He's <laughs> Dodger fans. But uh, <laughs> Love I that. said for the second year in a row. But we talked a lot about C.J. Stroud, a lot about Tank Dell, um, Henry Tooto, about the rookie <laughs> class. But I spent a lot of time on, on – uh, on C.J. Stroud and just the fact that he is performing like a veteran right now. The things he's doing are like a veteran football player. And I got to tell you, he is the first quarterback out of Ohio State. If you want to look, I believe you judge every player for who every player is. But there does become a time where NFL teams start to wonder if all these same issues come from a same position group, and especially quarterbacks, there's a concern. C.J. Stroud is breaking the Ohio State narrative. And maybe he's the guy that's a lot different than the other ones. But he knows ball. He's got football IQ. Uh, the S2 stuff is not having any issue with him right now. At some point, teams are going to recognize some of his tendencies. But he doesn't show a willingness to be haphazard with the football. Now, I will say, this last game, there could have been a couple interceptions. Yeah. That's the first time that I saw. Yep. But I think as he gets more comfortable, he's going to attack the intermediate throws more and more. And he's going to start realizing, hey, there's some shots I can take rather than checking down. And that's part of the growth process, but couldn't be happier. And if you told me right now, all right, Lance, we're going to reset it. You want C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? I'm not hesitating. I say C.J. Stroud. No, there's not a question. And it's not fair to Bryce Young right now. He doesn't have the same setup, but I'm taking C.J. Stroud Well, right it matters now. where you go, too. It's it less matters. about Bryce Young, and right now it's more about how C.J. Stroud is yeah, It playing. absolutely is. All right, taking a break. we got to talk about Houston Powder Coaters right now because – they're just awesome. This is the best time for you to go. It's a busy time because the, all the HOAs are, are sending all of their uh, pool furniture in because the pools are closed in, 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 in the different HOAs. So they're sending their pool furniture in. But it, So if you want to get your patio furniture back for the holidays, for Thanksgiving, now is the time to do it. If you want it back for Christmas, now is the time to do it. Get it in there and let Houston Powder Coaters take care of business for you. It's awesome. I, I drove by there yesterday, as a matter of fact. It's right there on the Hardy Toll Road. But you don't have to 
bring your stuff over there. They'll come and pick it up absolutely free. Free pickup and delivery of your whatever it is that you want to get powder coated. And it could be car parts. It could be boat parts. It could be metal that you just want to keep. It could be an old refrigerator or neon signs or whatever the case may be. It, 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 it could be anything that's metal that you want to keep and make look new. They've got hundreds of different colors. And they'll, it doesn't matter if it's color that they don't have. They'll, they'll, they'll mix it. They'll blend it. They'll, they'll get it done for you. It, they're, they're, their service is second to none. The product that they give you is second to none. The primping and priming of all of this stuff, uh, it, it is second to none. You're looking for a great way to get that patio furniture or whatever furniture or whatever metal it is. Looking new again, HoustonPowderCoaters.com, 281-676-3888. It's Houston Powder Coaters. Get over here. ESPN 97.5, the only Houston sports station with a bidet. Red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night. Excellent. If you feel it, raise your hell in the sky. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Dell, Dell. We're giving our Astros predictions for this series. I refuse. Well, what Why? did you do last series? I said uh, Twins and Four. I said Twins and Four. 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 How'd that work out? I don't care. Dell says Rangers and Four. You can say whatever you want. I'm not making a prediction. You can't get me into making a prediction. I, I'm hey, just here puppet. to watch. I'm just here to watch the games. Michael Connor wants to know. Oh, is he my boss? Yeah, yeah. He's oh. your boss. You see, <laughs> if you could get, al- maybe you could me. get along with people here at the station this time. I don't. I don't not get along with people. Yeah. Who has a problem with me? Michael Connor, no. How so? Because you won't even answer a He's simple question. He's trying to question. do the newsletter. He does our newsletter. What newsletter? Now. We have, we have a, newsletter? a new newsletter. It's good oh. for his brand. Oh, that! what a line. It's good for your brand. Yeah. What's your brand? Hater. That's your I'm brand. not a hater. Did you have the twins in four? I did. Yeah. How do you feel about that now? I don't feel one way or the other. Hate, 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 hate. I, I was asked a question I answered. Didn't put any thought into it. Yeah. It's well, fine. I know you didn't put any thought in it. You picked the twins. Yeah, I picked the twins. It didn't. That's how and, stupid that and, was. And you know how how bad I feel about it? Not at all. Hmm. Why did Why did West Virginia leave twelve seconds on the clock? They shouldn't have. Should he? What should he have fallen down at the one? Yeah, and then tied the game. <laughs> what? It was thirty five thirty two. He could have tied the game, and they might have won. In this In this instance, they couldn't win. Hmm. So you think? You think they shouldn't have scored a touchdown because of the possibility of a Hail Mary Hail coming Mary. through? That's right. As opposed to just going into overtime? What happened? Well, play better. <clears throat> Tell your defense to play better. You win the game. They went up. Man Jack batted it in the air. Mm, touchdown, Cougs. What? Yep. Big game. That was fun. That is. Well, big game is a stretch. But, watch, yeah, big watch win. Watch it again. <clears throat> big win. Well, it's, it could be really big for Dana Hall or It's a big win. Yeah. No, no, it could be a huge win for Dana Holgerson. Yeah, it feels good to get a win like this. Like it's a, it's an incredible feeling it's to not, maybe have not. something you'll remember forever. That's like, I'll never forget when I played in a no, church no, league basketball no, game yeah. and no hit one a wants shot to from half court in a game. Where you, you know, played in you know who doesn't feel great? Doug Belk. You know, he's thankful because we don't have to. No one's talking about him. But <laughs> if we're if we're actually analyzing things, that's not a great way to end a game. It's a good point. It's a good point. By the way. You know, Sean Payton has, you, you want to talk about, you know, he overspoke in the offseason, mm-hmm. and he really did. He really did. Like, Sean Payton has shown he's, up to this point, no better than, Nathan, well, he's still better than Nathaniel Hackett, who couldn't even handle any 
like literally any amount of uh, no of of clock management. Awful. They had to hire a clock you management the, guy in the middle. Of the you season. mean the Sean Payton who called a timeout? Yeah, before halftime to give the Chiefs now time. Now they probably would have called a timeout themselves, but he called it for them. Yeah, good point. Good point. But shot. But this is the thing. They're locked into a long, expensive contract with him. They thought they stole. And here's a story that I heard from somebody. And draft pick. Here's why I heard this from somebody close to Sean Payton at the Senior Bowl this last year. Sean Payton wasn't sure. He was hoping to get the – he wanted to get the uh, uh, Rams job. And so he's kind of just hemming and hawing, waiting to see if McVay was going to stay. And McVay decided to stay. And Sean Payton – got scared that he'd never get this kind of offer again. Like, it's like, what is it, like $20 million a year? Something insane. And he thought, I'll never get an offer like this. That, Denver was not his first choice from what I was told. It was, uh, it was the Rams. And then when he re- – Rams or Cowboys. And then when he realized he wasn't going to get either job, he didn't want to lose out on that money is what I was told. And so he decided, okay. So he, he, he reached out to him and like, let's do this. And so they did this. And now it's uh, – it's one year in, and they've got some they got some changes to make. I think Jerry Judy will get traded. Um, you know, they don't – Javante Williams, they don't use him nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Just – I know we're not talking Texans, and we'll get back to Texans stuff, but – No, we're going to get A to. great coach makes a difference, like with yeah. – D'Amico Ryan's makes a huge difference. But right now, Sean Payton's making no difference, no difference. with Denver. No, and I think same. most people think he's a great coach. Eight points. They're, they're, they're bad. They're well, awful. they're worse. The Broncos had a couple wins – I mean, it, obviously, it turned out poorly, but weren't they like two and four at a minimum? They beat the Texans. Remember, I think they had another three? win too. Sean Payton had hired Vance Joseph for whatever reason. That Vance Joseph hasn't called a good defense maybe ever. I don't know how he continues to get jobs. Seventy points <laughs> against the Dolphins. Obviously, is the one that stands out, but they've been bad. Period. He could get fired yeah. midseason. No. Oh, Vance. Yeah. Not not Payton. No, not Payton. Not Payton. All right, uh, we got. Beat the limo guy next, so you're going to find out who, who to pick or not pick. Well, I, it's it's up in the air now. And we've got Do our you competitor. Follow right? Justin, is Justin on a heater? We'll find out. You got a competitor, Dell? Yeah, we got one. Okay, yeah, Daniel. Great. Daniel's going to to compete with the limo guy next, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We talked about your patio. Yeah, great it, place to be this week. Great place to be. I was at Lance's there. patio. So come over to his house. No, 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 no. Let's not let's not go that far, guys. But just two nights ago, I was out there watching. Um, I was out there enjoying myself, watching TV. I had the fajitas that I mentioned. I had a phenomenal fajitas. Put them on the grill. Um, the outdoor kitchen is is important because it gives you a chance to really stay out there outside. When the weather's great, you're out watching your games. You got the sound system up in your your pitched roof, so it's you know it's got that high pitched roof. You've got the uh, uh, the speakers that are inside the roof, so it's great surround sound. You got one TV, maybe two TVs, big screens, however you want to do it. You got your your kitchen, your grill, maybe a cooktop, your refrigerator. You can get your sink if you want to get a sink out there, uh, um, uh, an island where you can sit and watch the games. Whatever you can think of, they can build for you. But the great thing is the people over there at, at Texas Custom Patios, they've done thousands of patios. So they understand an outdoor kitchen. So they understand what will look best with the space that you have. they got a lot of different things to choose from. And I think you'll be shocked that when you look at the before and afters on Texas Custom Patios, that you're going to find a backyard that looks a lot like yours. All they need is some space to work with, and it really doesn't have to be that much. And they can do something very, very special for you that changes uh, the lifestyle that you have. It can really, truly 
change the way that you go about living your life. Improve your quality of life. Improve the the quality of your home. Improve the value of your home with TexasCustomPatios.com. Don't take shortcuts. Go with the best. TexasCustomPatios.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. Brother never told you never threaten a man's family. Look at our family now. 